This is Blake Ruby from San Antonio. Excuse me. A bit of a frog in my throat there. <clears> Take <throat> a drink of water. I was doing some singing a little while ago. Anyway, I hope you're doing okay. It's been a while since I last was live on my show. I think I've missed three Saturdays. Now I'm back. Today is the 12th of August, 2023. And I'm here in San Antonio. It's another hot day. We've been smitten with a whole bunch of 100-degree-plus days in a row here. And, well, it is summertime in South Texas, you know, so that's not too unnatural, you know what I mean. How have you all been? Greetings to my show, The Church of the Souls Evolution, where I talk about matters of the spirit or anything else that I want to talk to, you know. In the one hour I have, that's a great thing. It really is. You should have your own show, too. If you're passionate about some subject, go for it, you know. Get with BBS Radio. Get your own hour. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about in one hour. And it's a great opportunity for public speaking, you know, because you know you have an audience out there. I don't know if it's one or two or ten or one hundred or a thousand. I don't know. I don't really care. Even if it was a million, if I knew there was a million people listening, it might be a little bit unnerving. How would you feel? But anyway, to be able to talk for an hour is quite a skill. And it has benefits. You know, I think afterwards, you might be asked to speak at a public venue in front of a few people, maybe 100, 200 people, to have your own radio show does give you a little bit of confidence, you know. Anyway, today I'm, I'm going to talk about the cruise that I went on. I got back the other week. It was Sunday the 6th I got back. And then I'm going to talk about Mr. Trump, politics, and then I think probably wind up with E.T., talk about extraterrestrials. Anyway, you know what, the cruise was an eight-day cruise out of Galveston, to the Eastern Caribbean, Key West, Freeport, Nassau, Key, Half Moon Key Island. Actually, not in that order. Freeport, Half Moon Key, and Nassau. Where we got, that's the only place we got off Nassau. Picture, is a very beautiful little port, you know. They never, it is very, very beautiful. It'd be nice to spend some time there. I, I'm fortunate enough in the future to um, have that opportunity. I wouldn't mind going there. I think I'd actually would prefer going there than the Bahamas. Although it was nice where we went to. We got off in Nassau. We went to what they called the Blue Lagoon Island. Remember Brooke Shields? The Blue Lagoon? That was a pretty cool movie back in the 70s, I think. Which really rocketed her to stardom. You know, stories about a young boy and a young girl, young man, young woman who are stranded, kind of like Robinson Crusoe on this island, and they they survive, and they they develop a relationship, you know, it's an intimate relationship, and so on. Anyway, it's very beautiful there. The water was warm, you know. It was separated from the ocean, if you will. Keep the sharks out. And we had a good time lying on the beach there for a few hours. We had an umbrella... And I was sprinting on the sand. I just love sprinting on sand. You know, I did that a few times. Because I'm a sprinter. I love to sprint. Feel my body, pushing my body, you know, as fast as I can go. 
I've been doing it for years, years, years now. You know, as long as you are careful not to do too much, I think. Maybe take a day off, rest here and there in between, then you're good to go. I just can't go along for like miles and miles and miles. I used to do that, but not anymore. I feel better walking fast and sprinting. In fact, I'm, I think we're going to write a book, okay? It's going to be entitled. Now, don't anybody out there steal my title, okay? Because I'll, I'll sue you for copyright infringement, okay? It's called Walk Fast or Run Fast. And on the subject of walking fast, I found that, you know, normally you walk along with easy pace, you know. You breathe through your nose. And when you start to pick up the pace, then you should breathe through your mouth. Get in all that oxygen. You know, we lived in an oxygen-depraved society. From our cars, the buildings that we're in, we don't get sufficient amounts of oxygen. That's why you have so much sleep apnea. That's what I think, anyway, in my opinion. So, my workout consists of walking fast. You know, I've got my gloves on. Even in the heat, I work Why? Because, for one thing, I, I, when I sprint, I've fallen down before and got my hands scraped up. So I don't mind. My hands are usually cold, you know. I go to church, I shake someone's hand. My hand is cold. My hands are cold. So I don't mind wearing gloves to keep my hands warm. Also, I've got arthritis in my fingers. I think I've got carpal tunnel syndrome, which most people do. We work on a computer all day. So my fingers are massage. And I've broken some fingers, too. And also, if you notice, baseball players and football players wear gloves, and I've seen them before when they didn't wear gloves and afterwards when they started wearing gloves, and provides, if you will, a kind of synchronization of the hands where they move more fluently. Personally, I can run faster and walk faster with gloves on, believe it or not. Even in the wintertime, people will look at you like, why are you wearing gloves? You know, it's cold outside, but you still shouldn't be wearing gloves. I can't believe, you know, the way some people think. But don't we all care about what people think, you know, my friends? My nose runs when I want to walk, walk and run. And I just reach up and I wipe my nose. I don't have to dig into my pocket for some clean next to wipe my nose, you know. That's cool. And as I said, it provides that additional layer of protection if you were to fall. Maybe trip on a, maybe the sidewalk or a rock in the ground or something, you know, which has happened before to me. And I've got pretty good balance, but I think inevitably somebody sooner or later will hit the ground. It's not a pleasant thing to have to go through, you know, especially if it's concrete or pavement. Anyway, so I was thinking, due to my study, I mean, in accordance with my studies, I do a lot of research, a lot of thinking about this subject. Sleep apnea, I've got it, right? A lot of, people, a lot of Americans, millions of them do. Millions and millions of people have sleep apnea. nothing to be shamed of, you know, say the 9th of August, 69 years old. So when you get older, the body starts to degenerate, you know, and so I've tried to keep that machine twice, two different times, one month each. It didn't work for me. It just dried up my sinuses. Now I use a wedge pillow. I've tried nasal dilators. I've tried breathe right. I've tried, what else, the dental therapy device, too painful, you know, it starts making the teeth feel, uh, start hurting, you know, my teeth started hurting, started hurting. 
So I think I haven't had any really bad sleep apnea attacks like I've had before in the recent past, and I think I could attribute that to walking fast and breathing through the mouth. And the rationale behind that is you breathe through the mouth, you get more oxygen. So typically, when people walk, they breathe through the nose, right? Are you one of them? But that, depending on how fast you go, might actually decrease the amount of oxygen that you intake in your body. Now, people will tell you otherwise. You can read on the Internet. If they breathe through your nose because it provides more oxygen to the cells, well, try telling that to somebody who's running the 400-meter or a two-mile or a marathon runner. You see them breathing through the nose, they breathe through the mouth. Why? Because they need oxygen in their body. I've seen it all I'm a perfect case of this. We are all oxygen depraved. As I mentioned, we live in a society where we go from our car, air conditioning on, in the summertime, heat in the wintertime, in our house, air conditioned houses, we don't get sufficient amounts of oxygen. And that's why we open our mouths at night to breathe and snore because we're trying to get in more oxygen. Does that make sense? Anybody provide any any rationale contrary to that? If not, yeah, I'm right. Yay. Jordan stays back. Shoot. Switch. Game over. So I guess the point is try to properly oxygenate yourself during the day. You've got lots of fresh air outside. Go outside. Get some fresh air. Breathe through your mouth. It's okay, you know. Just because you walk by somebody and you got your mouth open and you feel guilty, like you've done something wrong, you know, like it's a crime, have your mouth open, you know, taking in oxygen. You see a lot of birds around here, especially in the heat, you know, in the summertime. They have their mouths open. Why? Because they know the deal. They need it's hard to breathe through their noses when it gets really hot. Anyway, so why not this uh, cruise? I was talking about sprinting on the beach. They're on the sand. You know, I love running on sand. So I did about five or six sprints. We stayed there for a few hours and got on the boat, went back to the cruise ship. And I did karaoke uh, all but two days. And now, my friends, I'm, I'm telling you, committed to this. With my music, and I've got about 150 songs that I know. Certainly, my music, I've got a, It's not really karaoke. I've got Fender speakers and amplifiers, mixers, microphone on the stand, and I sing beautifully. I, I'm so proud of this guy. Great singer. I'm an accomplished singer. I'm a member of a choir. So in the choir over 10 years. And I'm one of the best singers in the world. I think I, you know, I can I sing out here. I sing to the trees. I sing to the birds. I sing to nature. You know, maybe later on I'll get up in front of people in the future. If you make a living doing that, that's possible. Being on the cruise ship, you see a lot of singers everywhere. And you don't get paid much money, but that's okay. You know, as long as you have a good time and you're enjoying yourself. Occasionally... And, uh, you know, they're really good also, absolutely, perfectly, really good. Let me rephrase that. They are really good singers and, and uh, worthy of emulation, you know, very, very good. And good to know people like that, really. And maybe one day I'll, 
I'll get a job on a cruise ship. He wouldn't mind that. After I retire from my present job, which I make good money on, I don't want to quit in such good money. And it's not that difficult to become so used to doing what I do. You know, I'm a subject matter expert, and it's great, you know. I work for the U.S. government. I'm very grateful to God for my blessings. I served 22 years in the Army. I get a pension for that. I get my Social Security. I get VA disability. I'm doing pretty well. I help support my family, wife, stepdaughter, three grandchildren, three dogs, three cats. Hey, and thanks to me, they're thriving. They're doing well. You know, got a 14-year-old granddaughter. But she is a superstar, very good at track and field. All the 100-meter, 200-meter runs. I think it's possible that she has a good shot at breaking the world record for the 10, 100 meter. I'm going to take a drink. <laughs> she is cool. Although she throws ten, temper tantrums all the time, you know, slamming doors, but oh well. I've gotten used to it. I used to object before. One time she slammed the door so hard, a picture fell off the wall. So I screamed, and my wife said, Don't scream. And I said, But. She wants to try it out. No one can outscreen me. You know, in my own house that I pay for, and I pay the mortgage. I've got three cars. I paid, you know, I paid off two cars. And I've got one car I'm paying for. My grandson drives one car. One's mine. One's for my wife. You know, I pay for utilities. I pay cable TV. All that. You know, everything. I repaired recently. My $1,500. My grandson's $1,800. My wife, $1,700. I paid for it all. You know. So, I guess I'm right where God wants me to be. Anyway. So, this cruise was really cool. If you've never taken a cruise before, may I recommend it. And God forgive me if I'm saying it wrong. A lot of temptation to overeat and drink too much alcohol. You know, the deadly sin gluttony and alcohol and I don't know what else. Um, I think that's about it on a cruise ship. You just got to learn how to do things in moderation, you know, not too differently. I don't. I'll eat some dessert occasionally, maybe take two or three bites, but I won't finish it, you know. Oh, I had some key lime pie. Oh, my God, that was the best tasting pie I think I've ever tasted. Even better than the cheese than the cheesecake of Papa Do's. Like I said, I don't eat too much, you know. I eat mostly fruit. I still get my fruit my meal. But, oh, this stuff tastes really good, you know. And I'm a vegan, you know, vegan, vegetarian, about 99% vegan. Been that way since 1999. And I'm doing okay. I felt like I had to do that because it was something I thought was necessary to ensure my longevity. Because I've only one kidney. And so... I drink a lot of water, and I thought by eating foods that are easier to digest, it would be good for my one remaining kidney. And I think that's probably solid rationale. I've done a lot of research, and the evidence kind of supports that, although it doesn't say specifically what I just said. But seeming that there is no, because there is no long-term research on the subject of kidney transplantation and and proper diet to have afterwards for both the donor and the recipient. And I think 
it's a safe assumption to say that going on a diet is a good thing to do to ensure one's longevity. You know, I'd like to live to be 100 years old. Who wouldn't? You know, this world is just a beautiful world, my friends. You know, this planet Earth. There's so much life here, you know. All the insects and reptiles and birds and amphibians and fish and mammals. Oh, my God. If that happened by accident, just imagine. It could happen by accident anywhere in the universe. And and any other planet. You know there's billions of other planets out there. That's another more easier to to understand. Billions of planets that are out there. Oh, I'm telling you. Each single star in that sky, evening sky, you know, can't get the daylight, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night, you know, in the evening sky, all those suns out there have planets revolving around them. I guarantee you, I'll tell you the truth. Take it from me, from Blake, Reverend Blake, Church of the Souls Evolution. Every single star up there in the evening sky has planets revolving around it. Sometimes nine. Nine is the number of the universe, my friends. Ultimately, solar system might have some planets disappear or, you know, be destroyed or pull down or get lost and maybe no longer come to the solar system, but ultimately they revert back to the nine. So, again, by accident here on Earth, all this life, right? Again, by accident on any planet. All the way, way, hundreds of millions of light years away, my friends. Or you can understand maybe 100,000 light years away, or just over there in Alpha Centauri, four light years away, there's a planet over there that has life, just like here on Earth. Water, that's all they need, water. It's a secret ingredient to life, my friends. Oh, yeah, that cruise was outstanding. The cruise director was a lot of fun. They always are, but this was the best cruise director I've ever seen. My wife and I, we danced a lot. We get up there with the rock band on the dance floor in front of the rock band with all the people standing around, sitting around. There weren't too many people dancing besides ourselves. And we danced and we danced. We must have danced like maybe 20 dances, you know, different all throughout the day. And food was great, as I mentioned. Weather was fantastic. We had a very nice suite. We had a suite. And uh, so my advice, if you want to take a cruise, you haven't done a cruise yet, book it in advance, like about a year in advance. You don't have to pay it off all at once. Put about a $200 deposit down. You can pay it off over the course of about eight months, 10 months. I think 10 months out, two months out, then you have to have it paid off by, you know. So when you get the best discount that way, Pay it off each month if you want to, or you pay it off all at once. It's up to you. And then just enjoy it. There's food everywhere. Everyone's having the fun. They don't judge you. You know, they're the pool. Every time I went up by the pool, you know, the kind of burger joint. My wife, you know, she eats everything. So I went and got her a hamburger. I went and got a veggie burger. I eat some of the French fries. You know, got some uh, sauteed onions and all the stuff that goes along with a burger. You know. And the pool, something pool, was packed with people. It wasn't like a square foot that, that separated, more than a square foot that separated people inside the pool, with their sunglasses on, drinks in their hands, up to their chest and 
point of talking and fun. And that's the way all over the boat. Three passengers, you know, people just enjoying themselves, having fun. They don't judge you, you know. You really need to experience that, you know. People having fun. From day one up until like the last day when it's kind of depressing because you're going back home, everyone is enjoying themselves, you know, and just laughing and in the theater, you know, at the shows, the singers and dancers are always, are always fabulous, you know. They were this time, too. Just incredible human beings from other countries that have pushed themselves to where they are. Real, I'm telling you, I'm telling you the truth, true. Superstars, they are. As good as Broadway, as good as Las Vegas, I'm telling you, these people are fantastic. They dedicate themselves. They don't get a lot of pay, but they are great. They really are. And the crowd in the theater is clapping and laughing, and the cruise director gets everybody all fired up, you know, before the show, playing really great music. I'm clapping my hands and slapping my thighs, taking it along. Everyone's drinking and going, you know, just having a good time, not getting out of control in any way, not getting violent in any way. Yeah? That's cool, right? Hey. And so it's a lot of fun. We've got another one scheduled in September, and I always say, God willing, because you never know what's going to happen between now and then. So God, if it could be your will, help us get on the cruise again. And guess what? If I do get on that cruise, it's out of Galveston on the Carnival Vista, Carnival up a cruise on Carnival since 2003. I'm going to take a drink of water. After three days on this cruise, I'll have 200 days cruising with Carnival. What does that mean? I'll be diamond status. Yay! Going from platinum to diamond. No, there's not a lot of difference as far as the books are concerned, you know, but it's cool. I like it, you know. Proud to be Darn, I'll be diamond staff. My wife, she's quite a few days behind me. She's probably around 100 or so. I cruised by myself before we were married. Anyway, my wife and I both love cruises. She does plays in the casino, and that's why we've gotten all these free cruises. Yet I have to pay for the port fees and taxes. It comes to about $500. Not much, right? We booked a cruise. For Hawaii, next September 24, 15 days out of San Francisco to the Hawaiian Islands, and God, please bless them, look after them, and help them in any way they need it. To bless, bless the souls of those who lost their lives, comfort the loved ones, please, God. Help those people that are rescuing, keep them safe and well. Sorry that it had to happen, you know, that fire in Maui. Anyway, so that costs like $500 for the balcony. Two weeks. 15 days, actually. Pretty good, huh? Two people. Yeah, normally it would have cost about 3500 And guess what? I won $450 in the casino. In the casino. And I don't usually play that much. I put $20 in, put, slid in a $20 bill into the machine. Lost it after a little while. So I said, okay, I'll play 20 more. That's it. No more. Put that 20 in. A few seconds later... All these lights are going off, and it says, huge win, huge win. I'm going, okay, where? How much? How much did I win? But you can see the credit accounts going up. Uh, 200, uh, 300, I'm going like, yeah, keep on going, baby. Keep on going. And so it's after 450. I'm like, wow. I cash out to get money. I go over there. It's my wife. She's in the machine like about 10 feet away. I didn't even know she was there. She just won a jackpot, $2,100. We won our jackpot at the same time. I was like, great. So she cashed out, and she had that money. She 
kept our money. And she, she did it very conservatively this time. She usually spend all the money. But, you know, she win, put it back in, win, put it back in. The time she kept. Well, they don't hold that against us, you know, as far as teacher crews are concerned. But anyway, there was a great cruise. Me being the superstar that I am, I wish I could have been. Sometimes I'm, I don't feel like a superstar. I know I am. I am the Peter Pan. Sometimes I am so great. I'm wonderful. I got to continue to tell myself that. I want to live my dream, my friends. You have a dream that you want to live? Yeah, baby. A dream, you know, that where you can be maybe famous, make a lot of money. But whatever God's will is, you know, for my life. If God wanted to, God could say, Blake, I'll let you win the lottery, you know? I could have won that $1.5 billion, mega million. That would have been great, God. God knows, God knows everything. Repeat after me. God knows everything. Very good. And God knows in advance what would happen if he did win. I can look into the future. And some people who win the lottery, they say afterwards, it was a nightmare. I wish I'd never won because... You know, I went bankrupt, uh, I gave some money to some people, they went and bought a car, they got killed in the car, they went and bought a boat, tried to sail around the world, they got caught in a storm and drowned. All these things that happened that wouldn't have happened if they hadn't gotten any money from you because you won the lottery, right? And then there's a small percentage of people who do the right thing when they win. You know, they invest it or just keep it in the bank. Maybe spend a little money. They go away, separate themselves from people so they won't be dogged or hounded by people always looking for money. Oh, I'm sorry to say that. I'll take it back then. God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you know how it is. Let me give you an example. My mother won a car in Fredericton, New Brunswick, Canada, when we were living there in the 60s. 1963. She won a Ford Falcon convertible. Brand new. 1963. And it was in a Kellis Cornflakes contest. She submitted two box tops and, uh, and drew a little picture. I forget what they call it. It's the play on words. You know, she drew a cane with some legs like it, like it was running. And she called it Hurricane, Hurricane, Hurricane. Get it? So she won. And as soon as she won, all of a sudden there were knocks at the door. Hey, can we sell you some milk? How's like this? Can we, could you loan us some money? We can borrow some money. I mean, can we borrow some money from you? That's how it goes. If you can deal with that, then it's okay. You know, but then give people money. They might come back for more. So I've gotten some advice. My son said, I think it was him. Somebody said, maybe it was my son. They said, place, something for a house. Don't tell people where you've gone. Cut off the phone. You know, just have your cell phone. If you get a new number, and then plan what you're going to do with your money. You're going to give so much to so-and-so. You're going to give so much to charity. You're going to buy maybe another house somewhere else. Why not? You know, it's cool. As long as you don't buy several houses. Well, people do buy several houses, and then, you know, they rent them out or whatever. Maybe you might want to buy an old muscle car like I would. I would get an old... Um, even a recent Dodge Challenger, I wouldn't drive it all the time, you know, because it's got a big engine. It would eat gas up, you know, pretty, pretty big. Uh, 
totally uh, maybe a car or truck. A lot of people have some of the rich and famous people. They've got several cars and more, you know. It's a fun thing to have, you know. I, I would love to have a garage with some cars. They're just so beautiful, I think, you know. Like the Dodge Challenger. If it was up to me, I'd get a Dodge Challenger that was green, lime green. Yeah, baby, with black stripes. And I like a low down with big wide tires, you know. And um, one of those, the 392 engine, maybe a, uh, what do they call them, Demon, Dodge Demon, you know, with 740 horsepower. I just love to hear that engine. And then I'd have an electric car, yeah. Electric car, which I probably drive around most of the time, maybe a Tesla or some other kind, you know, really expensive type, or maybe a BMW and uh, maybe a truck, you know, and I want a boat, a dock, you know, a log cabin out there in the woods beside the lake, maybe my own lake, you know, so people that want to, we could swim in the lake, you know, especially in the summertime. I'd like uh, to go to a place where there was four seasons, you know. Hey, you wouldn't happen to have a million dollars you could give me, would you? Anybody out there? Woo! Man. <laughs> what a feeling. But God controls If God wants me to have a million dollars, he will give me a million dollars. That'd be cool. But, you know, maybe God wants me in this walk of life. Would I have my radio show still if I was living in a house by a lake? Or maybe if I won all this money, would I still be on this path of spiritual development, come on, you know, evolving my soul in such a way, you know, this hardship that I'm experiencing is supposedly is valuable, beneficial, you know, to us to suffer, to go through some hard times, you know. But just before we um, went on the cruise, my wife ran over and because this guy had parked his van outside the guy that came to walk, clean carpet. I parked his van right behind my wife's car. So she wanted to get out while he was cleaning the carpet. So she ran over the water meter thing, you know, where the, not the actual water meter, but the one right next to it that has a cutoff, you know, and broke the pipe. And the water was filling out. I had to get a pump over here, $540. It's like that. $540. The troubles come, troubles go. We deal with them, you know. Skinner, simple man, you know. Um, oh, don't you uh, no. Uh, I know this one like the back of my hand. Oh, take your time. Don't live too fast. Troubles will come and they won't last. Go find a woman and you'll find love. And don't forget, son, there's someone up above. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's someone up above. Your mother and father God, yeah. I do I have to keep explaining to you that there's a mother God? I'm just joking. Father God, okay. Father God is a man, right? A man. Father God, any man, most men, 98% of the men on this world, on this world, that live on this world. I'm not talking about the ones that have a, a spirit of the opposite sex inside the fight, who are mainly the homosexual, gays, transgenders, you know. And they're cool, you know. We need them to help make the world a better place. You know, they, they come into this life to help us to learn patience and love each other. You know, they're cool. I respect them. I admire them. That's a very difficult mission for them, you know, because we're all given a mission before we were born onto this planet. Remember when you were born all those years ago? You can't remember? Why not? 
Anyway, so most men want a woman by their side. Yeah, yeah, female companionship. It's like a female wants a man, male, and the male wants a female. Father God wants a woman by his side, just like a king needs a queen, because they procreate, you know, they merge their spirits and they create their spirit children, their souls and their spirits. They're all created by the mother and father of God. You can't have just a father creating children unless you know how it's done. Tell me how it's done. I'd like to know. If you accept the fact that we are the children, remember Jesus taught us to pray, our Father who art in heaven, therefore we are the children. How are you going to create children without a mother and a father? If you don't believe there's a mother God, I kind of feel sorry for you when you get to heaven. Yeah? When you get to heaven, you're going to be looking around and saying, wait a second, I think I might have this wrong. I didn't think there was a mother God. I thought I would be a motherless child in heaven because my earthly mother, the creator, co-creator God, solar systems, you know, on the sun, that world of light, and the spirit is made of light energy, and the spirit can live in fire, either the fire of the sun or down below in hell in the lava bed, even in that fire. And you know, you've heard stories about So, my friend, don't get me wrong, I don't mean to scare you. People are dying all over the world. 40,000 people are dying each day. I don't want to die. I don't want to be one of them, really. I want to live to be a ripe old age. God willing, I will. But don't be afraid of the truth. There's war going on. There's wars happening in the past, over the years, over the centuries, my friends. And he says, stop. There's no good reason why we should be killing people because... People are trying to find out who they are, you know. That's a wrong way of going about doing it. Suffice it to say, if you kill somebody, and my father killed more than one German in World War II, my friends, you're going to be haunted by their spirit, I guarantee you, I tell you, the truth for the rest of your life, and that is a fact haunted by them. You have no right to take away their life. You can't impose your will on other people and take away their will. You will be haunted by someone killed. Sorry to say. Because you always have choices, my friend. You know? Anyway, so get yourself a cruise, changing subjects around here quickly, going back to the cruises. Now, about Mr. Trump, you take a drink. My friend, I voted for Mr. Trump in 2020. And why? One reason is because I have dreamed about him in three separate dreams, like he's a friend of mine. Isn't that strange? Strange dreams! <laughs> Mr. Trump is cool. He makes me laugh. He did before. I was busting up laughing, you know, but it got more serious once he found out that the swamp he was supposed to drain were some mean people, you know. And they are fighters, and he's a fighter. Let me give you some rationale, these indictments. First of all, 
those indictments wouldn't have happened if Mr. Trump was still president. Okay. The impeachments wouldn't have happened if the House after two years. I guarantee you that. Right? So it's really a question of just a few people can make a difference in doing things. Right? And take like the indictment for the uh, cover-up, Stormy Daniels. Now, didn't Jesus say, those of you that have never sinned may cast the first stone? Not similar, not exactly the same, but are we judged? How, why should we judge him? Don't you know it's politics? They're just going after him, one thing or another, okay? It should be something that he should have settled between his family and Stormy Daniels. Not made public. We get into people's lives. It's none of our business. Also, classified documents. Now, tell me if I'm right or wrong. I might not be as knowledgeable as you, but aren't presidents allowed to bring classified documents back to wherever they want to so they can declassify them if they want to? Aren't they allowed to do that? And all these whistleblowers, these rats and shanks, snitches. Who are they? What happened to their loyalty? You need to see a movie called Sight of a Woman where the actor, I forget his name, Chris O'Connell, I think, he doesn't rat or snitch on his friends. So he's persecuted by the college for not telling them who did something, forget what it was. And Al Pacino got up there and he said, now, this man's soul is intact. He has something that you don't have. That's integrity. He's not going to rat on his friends just to save his hide. Whatever happened to that, my friend? All these whistleblowers out there. Where's their integrity? Also, the January 6th insurrection. Now, tell me, did Mr. Trump premeditate this? Was it his intention to go down there and break into the Capitol? Did he plan this in advance? I don't think so. So if it wasn't premeditated, how could they convict him? Also, he wanted to go down there. Secret Service disobeyed a direct order. I don't know why. The President of the United States said, take him down there. They said, no, Mr. President, I would have been pissed off. I would have been really pissed off. I am the President. I give you a direct order. You have to obey it, Secret Service. I override you. If he'd gone down there, it wouldn't have got as violent as it did. You know, he was planning to make a statement, and it got out of control. Yeah, there were some people there that were like wild country back wild boys from the back country. You know, drink moonshine and hunt and stuff like that. You know, they got out of control and. You got the crowd whipped up into a frenzy, and, you know, I don't think they would have hanged Mike Pence, you know, not in my opinion, nah. But anyway, so if it wasn't premeditated, Mr. Trump didn't plan, hey, we're going to go down there and break into the Capitol and kill a few people, and, you know, beat up some police officers and get people's attention that way, then you can't say that you feel guilty what's the right word, January and as far as the Georgia indictment, which I guess is soon forthcoming, as a president, you have certain powers. You can 
and also again, some whistleblower. He had to go tell somebody right away, guess what? Mr. Trump called me, and you know what he said? He wanted to know what happened to, um, you know, that faith that people have. Confidentiality, you know. He's got the right to ask those questions. The fact is, you know, it's just one side against the other. That's what comes down to. Lifelong Republicans versus lifelong Democrats. And what it really boils down to are those people who are pro-choice and those people that are pro-line. And as far as abortion is concerned, you know, as soon as those Republican conservative Supreme Court justices got appointed, then they overturned Roe versus Wade. Well, that coming a mile away. But what about that, my friends? I think what people don't understand is the big picture. The big picture is we are spirits. I, at one time, as well as you, were in our mother's wombs. I was there before we were born. True? No disagreement there. Now, in accordance with my research, anywhere between after the heart starts beating until when the baby is delivered. And all spirits that are sent to earth inside the body are coordinated by the higher power in heaven, whether it was great for incest even included. There are spirits who would bond. Now, just imagine if you are within that body and of your mother, and she made a choice, a decision. It's kind of like, to give you an analogy, say you've got a cruise of the world, 30 days, no, 90 days, three months around the world, and you're going to see all kinds of beautiful sights. It's going to be a great tour of the world going around in this cruise ship. So you get in a taxi and you're on your way from the airport to the cruise ship, and you're getting to die, and now you no longer exist, and you don't get a chance to go on that cruise with a baby that was looking forward to having a life in the world, and all of a sudden you end its life without any decision on its own. And the only reason I think that women really are adamant about having their own choice is because they've been mistreated all these years even to this day, aren't treated equally. You know, if they were treated equally, if they hadn't been treated all these years, they'd probably feel the same way a lot of people who are pro-life feel. I don't know what the majority of women feel about abortion, whether they think it should be legal or not. But let me tell you this. The Christian Broadcasting Network, TBN, they're pro-Trump. And, you know, they stretch all around the world. They're worth billions of dollars. And they're Christian. The Christian network, Trinity Broadcasting Network, they don't believe in abortion. They're pro-life. So it's the biggest Christian television network worth billions and billions of dollars around the world feels that abortion is wrong. What is that? Me, personally, I know it's a hard decision 
or a mother to make that choice. Because that's going to be on her conscience the rest of her life, you know. That baby that may have been inside her room at the time, just like maybe a miscarriage. Remember that movie, Heaven is for Real, where the boy saw his sister who had been miscarried? The same thing with aborted babies. Our spirits are still there in heaven. I guarantee you. I tell you the truth. They're there. Naturally, they're disappointed, but they also love the mothers whose bodies they were in for a short time. So, that's just my two cents worth. My friends, I'm entitled to my opinion, right? So many other people talk about it, just like I just have understood. Changing the subject. Do any of you like rock and roll guitarists? I am a rock and roll guitarist aficionado. Now, who would be in your top ten? A little side subject here before I go to extraterrestrials. Now, when you think about the best guitarist ever that's lived, you know, heavy metal, hard rock, you think about Eddie Van Halen. God rest his soul. God bless his soul. God please bless his soul. Jimi Hendrix, him too, all of them that passed away. Jimmy Page. But you know who my number one guitarist is? Frank Marino. He had a band called Mahogany Rush. Mahogany Rush. Also, Kurt Hammett, Metallica, Eric Clapton. Some of my other favorite guitarists, B.B. King. Oh, I've got 50 of them. I don't have my list right now, but... Okay, a little break away from that subject. Now, back to Mr. Trump. And the way things are going right now, you know, I understand what he means. Let me just offer this to you. Mr. Biden is convicted of accepting bribes. Hunter Biden was also. Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. Then this presidency is therefore the Christian position for Mr. Trump. You know, if it is true that he accepted bribe or bribes from other countries during his term as vice president, then he should be he is convicted, then he shouldn't have been president. And if he shouldn't have been president, then his presidency is illegitimate, and therefore the election was stolen. That's one way of looking at it. Also, Mr. Trump, he went and talk with Mr. Putin. Have you seen Mr. Biden trying to talk to Mr. Putin about stopping the war? He doesn't want to go there. Why not? A president should be able to go all around the world and talk with all of the leaders of other countries so that we can live in harmony and not have a World War III. Mr. Biden called Mr. Putin a killer. Now, I know that Mr. Putin holds that against him. And 
Mr. Trump and Mr. Putin got along together. Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump and Kim Jong Un got along well together, and that's what I like most about Mr. Trump. His willingness to go to these leaders that we've had problems with, you know, in the past, all the issues we've had with Russia before the competition. There's no sense in getting ourselves killed, having to destroy ourselves just because we can't get along with another country, you know? Why do we want to irritate them? Why do we want to aggravate them when they have the capability to destroy us? That's not making any sense. Mr. Trump and Mr. Putin became friends. And that's why I think, and now Mr. Putin might not, might not have told Mr. Trump this, but Mr. Trump says he could stop the war, the war in Ukraine in one day. And I believe he can. Why? Because him and Mr. Trump, Mr. Putin are friends. And that's a good thing. Because that war has caused inflation. Mr. Biden has not controlled the inflation. Also, gasoline prices have gone up, have gone up. When Mr. Trump was president, they were around $2 something a cent. Now they're 3 something, three fifty. So, you know, it's a very kind of cutthroat competition out there between Republicans and Democrats, my friends. But personally speaking, I'd like to pay lower gas prices. You think if you vote Democrat in the future, the gas prices are going to come down? Are you willing to pay higher gas prices and higher prices at the grocery store for your political beliefs? Why not have a man in the White House who will be looking after the welfare of the United States so we don't get taken advantage of by China and other countries? And you know China does take advantage of us. Climate change, well, agree to disagree on that, but no life, no choice. Is abortion the murder of the baby? I wouldn't want to be murdered myself when I was in my mother's womb. I'll tell you that. So I know who I'm going to vote for in 2024, the way it is right now. And understand, as I mentioned, as I mentioned, all these indictments, they're politically motivated. There's nothing further to say about that. You can't convince me otherwise. I explained it all to you. So I might be wrong, but my rationale is sound in my mind. How am I doing on time? I'm just about at my time's end here. Time has flown. Okay, changing the subject. I like baseball. I'm a Cardinal. St. Louis Cardinals fan. Last year, they had a great year. Albert Pujols hit over 700 home runs. Yet here, Molina. That was his last year before he retired. This year, they're not doing so well. And I've got a couple of changes suggested that I think would make them a better team. Now, they're like 15 games under 500. First of all, Ed Wainwright is trying to get to 200 games. I saw him pitch last night against the Royals, Kansas City Royals. He doesn't have it anymore. His ERA is way up over 7, 8, 9 under game. Just my opinion, but I think he should retire. He's dragging the team down. I hate to say it. Don't like saying it, but it, 
kind of affects the morale of the team, you know. And he was throwing last night. It was like that thing that he pitched. Also, Lion Healthy, the pitcher, the relief pitcher. He when he hurt his finger and started making those bad pitches, he should have been pulled. He should have pulled himself out of the game. But instead, he kept on pitching. They hit him. They won the game, and they won the next game. They won the series, and they went on to play in the World Series. The Cardinals could have done that. But that leaves a bad taste in the mouth, so to speak, of the other players on the team. And it's just up to me. I would have been him at the deadline. I don't think they can now. I can't join Hicks. He's a very, very good pitcher. He's traded away to what team? I forget. Maybe Toronto Blue Jays. But anyway. Well, my friends, I didn't get a chance to talk about ETs, but they're out there. You know they are. The Intergalactic Federation of Sovereign Planets is a real entity. And we should be a part of it, but thanks to stuff like 9-11, you know, they were looking at human beings as having a very violent past. Indeed, we have throughout the centuries all the wars, you know. You know what they are, right? All the wars. Millions of people killed. No good reason. People just like you and me, all inside were still the same. Deep inside were still the same. You know, human beings, we all have heart, brain, bodies, humanoids, and we've been killing each other. But that's pretty natural in the evolution of a planet, you know, that species revert to that kind of violence. But wouldn't you like to be like in Star Trek, exploring other solar systems around the universe? Does that not appeal to you? If it doesn't be a younger soul or intermediate but not an advanced soul, it appeals to me, you know. I think there's a lot of old souls here on Earth, like myself, but there are also a lot of young souls, you know, which who hold us back from our spiritual development, our belief, and there's that resistance to evolution, my friends. The next step in our evolution, the evolution of the human species is to make contact with extraterrestrials. Now, whether or not we do that in the near future remains to be seen. Some people are too frightened. They're frightened about all things. You think they'd be frightened about driving down the freeway and getting into an accident and getting killed, or you think they'd be frightened about maybe getting struck by lightning or maybe being drowned somewhere or eaten by a crocodile or bitten by a rattlesnake. But no, they're, they're afraid of extraterrestrials. And even looking at them, they'll get that look in their eyes, that 1,000-yard stare like a deer in the headlights because they don't understand these beings have been in existence for millions of years, even before the Mercury galaxy was formed. Yeah? Makes sense? Hey, and all behind all this, my friends, from the very beginning of the universe, we have the supreme creator, the creator of the universe. About 30 seconds. out there, everyone. 30 seconds. Supreme creator, please bless us, everybody. Change the hearts of those people that would behind us, please. Help us. We need your help. Bless us, everybody. Keep us safe and well, creator. We love you. 
And goodbye, everybody. Talk to you next week.